Welcome. Everything that's hot this summer. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. With Adam Gilchrist, Pat Cash, I'm Tony Squires. Plenty to come in this hour before we get there. Uh, Gilly, yeah. y- your beautiful wife, Mel, you were talking about heading back up to uh, the family home with the four kids. But uh, something tells me that you may have been childhood sweethearts. Is that yeah, right? correct. Right. Yep. yep. Do you remember, I don't know, your first date? Where did you go? Uh, my first oh, I do, actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. Year, year eight. Year eight. So we were eight. youngsters, 13 or 14. Uh we uh, with a group, uh, but uh, it was certainly the first official engagement uh, of my courting of uh, mm-hmm. young Melinda. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a real a romantic comedy called Rambo: First Blood. <laughs> <laughs> um, fair to say we split up for about three years, but I wooed her back in year 11 and we remained together. First blood. That's yeah. brilliant. That's the romantic comedy where he basically destroys an entire US town that's, once he comes back from Vietnam. That's now, the one. That's the he? one. Yeah, I got uh-huh. it wrong. Yeah, got Beautiful. it wrong. Uh, Remember First Blood 2? Did you take that one in? No, no, no. In the, as I say, in that three-year period that we uh, disliked each other immensely, that's when uh, <laughs> Sylvester punched out the two and three and I let them go through to the keeper, as they say. Daydream. <laughs> First blood. Uh, <laughs> all right, so much to come. We are going to have heard about those, the fires that are around the nation uh, and also the heat wave conditions which continue and go into New South mm-hmm. Wales tomorrow. A lot of concern there as well. We are going to go to Tasmania and speak to uh, Esther Woodham, who got caught up in the middle of the Tasmanian fires. We'll speak to her, her shortly. Before then, though, the master of the song from the Australian dressing room, he's of course Nathan Lyon. He's next. Having a wonderful time. Well, I pick Nathan um, because I think he's a man of great character. I think he plays the game for the right reasons. I think he understands and respects the uh, the fabric of the baggy green cap, and that's what I want to come through for, from him. You know, uh, when he leads the team songs in the future. And the beauty of being the master of the team song is wherever he goes now, he has a musical soundtrack. <laughs> Nathan Lyon joins us next on Triple M, the KFC Summer Session. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. Well, Australia duly won this series 3-0 against Sri Lanka yesterday. Them. The dressing room at the Sydney Cricket Ground was uh, echoed the song, the famous team song, and the man who was standing shoulder to shoulder with the retiring Mike Hussey is a man who has had that mantle as the song... What's the actual official title, Gilly? Song Master or Choir Master? Uh, what are they? Song Sing Wrong or Legend? Legend. Just Song Legend, Thank I reckon you. it would work. Thank you. The <laughs> new Australian song legend is Nathan Lyon and he joins us right now. G'day mate, congratulations. Uh, thanks boys. I'm not sure about legend is the right word, but uh, we're oh, the song master. Well, song yeah. master. Well, see, that's good because I think given the Australian cricket captain is the highest office in the land just above the Prime Minister, uh, the, the song master is fairly up there. What did you feel like when uh, Huss passed that mantle to you? Um, yeah, it was a big shock uh, when he first told me, but uh, a great honour and uh, very privileged. So uh, I know personally I've got massive shoes to fill, so um, hopefully I'll be able to sing it a fair, fair amount of times. I'll lead the song anyway. Lino Gilly here, mate. Just I'll get on to the song. You sound somewhat shabby, mate. Yeah. Was there a decent singing of the song last night's <laughs> celebration, I believe? The after party for farewell party for Mike Hussey was on uh, one James Packer's boat. No. Is that right? Ooh. The boys fire it up? Um, yeah, uh, my voice is going a little bit, but um, <laughs> we did have a few drinks to celebrate Huss's uh, great career and uh, a great 
Australian test test summer. So um, yeah, we did we did get on the boat. Oh, you got on the boat. So, That's what all you got. So, on. so Ricky Ricky Ponning gets. Uh, but Mike, sorry, Mike Hussey gets James Packer's boat. Ricky Ponting gets Adam Gilchrist's house. What, did you well, get? what a letdown <laughs> for punter, eh? But, uh, mate, can you paint the picture for us of the official handover of this song last night when you had to get up with with Hull, or did you have to get up and do it in unison with us? Uh, yeah, last night was uh, pretty special. Uh, ending a great career of Mike Hussey, and uh, we we're fortunate to have uh, John Williamson come in and sing True Blue ah. right before. Uh, so uh, it was pretty special to have John Williamson come in and do the live edition, and then uh, yeah, Huff did get me into the centre of the circle and uh, end up having a fair amount of beers thrown all over us, which was uh, all part of it, which was uh, great fun. Uh, mate, uh, Pat Cashier, mate, I, I, just a couple of things. First of all, it, it, oh, we've talked heard a lot about the baggy greens and, and uh, you know the, the spirit that's been sung in. How is your voice? That's got, I've never heard anything about the voice quality. And, for, and, and secondly, and importantly, also is there's always been a little bit of an issue about when you sing the song after you win. Is it directly? Have you got a? Have you made an executive decision of when you're going to do that straight away after a win, or are you going to say within the hour or two hours? Because that's that seems to be uh, one of the big issues. Uh, yeah, well, I asked uh, John Williamson last night about uh, a bit of uh, uh, advice about my vocals. They're not the best, so, but uh, didn't really go well uh, with the, the vocals. But, well, uh, don't ring it again today after, and ask. <laughs> with the song after a Test Match victory, it's uh, really all about the feeling and stuff. And I know learning off us uh, that you could do it straight away when you walk off the field, but you could do it in four or five hours down the, down the night. So uh, we're just going to play it by ear and uh, hopefully win a couple of test matches first so we get that opportunity to uh, sing the song. Gilly, is there a rule about how many times you can actually sing the team song? Oh, I once? think that's open again to the, uh, the song master. It's up to him, uh-huh. a rousing victory. I know that in... Uh, 2001, we, we eclipsed the West Indies dominant team of the 70s and 80s West Indies test cons- consecutive test victories record of 12 tests. Uh-huh. So that night, we sang it 12 times uh, <laughs> at 12 different pubs around Perth. But uh, I'm sure, uh, Nath, you'll have a, a plan in place. Uh, can, you, can you just say um, what, what, what's to go with selection now? Does that mean guaranteed selection until you're ready to hand over the song? or? I'm not sure about guaranteed selection. Uh, I've still got to go work hard on my own game and uh, really uh, put in some big uh, efforts in the training field and uh, down here and back home in Adelaide. So yeah. uh, definitely not automatic selection. Though. Yeah, you, you will feature prominently in India, no doubt, and, and most likely Ashes. Uh, what's your preparation now leading into that? Uh, I'm back here with the Strikers for the big bash against the Scorchers on uh, Thursday night, so okay. looking forward to that. But uh, then we've got a Shield game against Victoria, so I'm just going to do a lot of training in the net and a lot of physical training to uh, try and prepare for India, hopefully. Uh, All right, just look, before I go, obviously the, the new rule in the big bash you may not be aware is you're allowed to throw your bat at opponents and tackle people <laughs> who are potentially going for a second run. Yeah. It's terrific innovation. We love it. Nathan Lyon, congratulations on the new office, and thanks so much for being part of the KFC Summer Session. Sleep well, right, mate. Thank you, boys. There he goes. Doesn't he sound dusty? Oh, Love it. Well played, sunshine. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. The KFC Summer Session on Triple M for the all-new Grill Twister Max at KFC. It's tastefully chockers. Good times. Now, as you know, uh, temperatures and conditions around the country fierce over the next few days. It's been terrible in Tasmania with those fires have raged over those past few days with great damage. 
so far, the lives, no lives have been recorded as lost, which is brilliant news. Uh, Esther Woodham is from CFM in Hobart, but she got caught up in the fires and she joins us now. G'day, Esther. Yeah, hey, guys. Um, well, yeah, well, it's been a very traumatic, I guess, uh, well, what, what can you say, three days in Hobart and... I tell you what, 40% of some towns have been absolutely completely wiped out. Um, I was unfortunate along with, I guess, thousands and thousands of people to get caught up in the fires. We were camping down. Uh, there was a massive fire which came across on uh, Friday, a toxic mix, I guess, of um, the winds and also the record-breaking heat, yeah. nearly 42 degrees. And uh, um, Sorry, I get a bit shaky talking mm, about I it. Um, going back to it... Um, we were camping along the peninsula, which was where a large fire broke out, destroyed a town pretty much within, well, moments. You know, people didn't even have time to escape. They were in the jetty. A grandmother that I know with four grandchildren uh, underneath the jetty with water up to their necks, and she was shielding them from the fires went went, uh, went past. It hit me where we were at Eagle Hawk Neck um, with my brother and his three small kids. And um, we were at the beach, and literally within an hour, we just saw this glowing fire just racing across the hill. It was um, there was it, there wasn't even time to really comprehend what was going on. We jumped in the car, roads were blocked. Um, tried to speak with policemen there, and I just remember seeing the fear in their eyes um, and knowing that they were like, "We don't know what to do with this beast. It was coming so fast." so quickly and and no one expected it to move with uh, the ferocious speed that it did. Um, we went back to camp, we grabbed, basically we left everything bar water and food, uh, jumped in our cars, grabbed our dogs and as we were tearing out of the place where we were at Eagle Hawk Neck, the fire was literally chasing us. Um, it was the scariest moment of my life. Um, we ended up relocating uh, quite a bit further up uh, to a place called White Beach and uh, to my auntie and uncle's shack and by the evening uh, smoke and fire started coming over the hill from there and this was a separate fire so it was kind of encircling us and um, we made the decision I guess because why a lot of people perish is there was a lot of confusion supermarkets ice water you couldn't get anything um, and we made the decision to stay and fight yep. the fire with my auntie uncle and nana um, it got to about, uh, you know, we received a text message via, uh, which was just basically said, get out now. Um, my auntie, uncle and Nana refused. They decided they wanted to stay. We were lucky enough to have a small, a small tinny. Um, and I guess the hardest decision of my life and, and one that really, um, still gets to me now a couple of days later is I had to make the decision to leave them. Mm-hmm. Um, for the kids, like, it was starting to get too traumatising for the kids. They ranged from like three to eight, and sure. we did, did they want they wanted to stay because they wanted to fight and protect their property, or they just thought it yeah. was just the best and safest thing to do. No, they wanted to protect their property, you know. Um, and we didn't. I didn't want to leave them there like that. Uh, you know, they're at sixty odd, and we just did what we could. We filled their gutters with water. We got buckets of water. We had um, towels with water. We um, we felt we'd done everything and we wanted to stay there and fight with them, but it just, you know, choosing between my nieces and nephew and my aunties and uncles, mm. it was just, oh, I, I have to get them out of here. It felt mm. like horrible decisions. a thing to do. Es- so, um, Esther, mm-hmm. can you, you, you say it sounds like it just came on in such frenetic pace. But 
did you have any warning at all prior to the being presented with that decision to be made? Uh, no, look, we we heard stuff on local radios, but no one anticipated the speed of which it came. Yeah. So you know, people weren't prepared because it was like, oh, I've still got hours and hours, or you know, it's it may not come this way. Yeah. But it literally turned. I mean, the town that it knocked out, um, Dunalley, forty percent of it, which is like a war zone now. Um, they were actually all standing in their houses because it looked like the fire was going to pass. Yeah. Within minutes, it turned. And it was just like a swift movement straight across the town, um, and which is why people were hiding in the water. And I know of people that, my friends who got calls from their loved ones going, I'm going to die, yeah, I'm yeah. going to die. Amazing. And but Esther, sorry, what, can you just tell us what happened then with your uh, uncle and auntie? I mean, they after the fire went through? Um, well, I haven't, um, I haven't been able to get contact with them, um, which... I mean, I'm trying not to think the worst because the phone lines could possibly be down. Um, there was a lot of congestion even when I was down there trying to get back to you know my loved ones as well. And um, I'm just trying to um, <laughs> stay positive. Um, but I'm not sure at this stage exactly what's happened there. Um, I mean, I don't, there's, I don't think a lot of... I don't think the seriousness of the fires, even though it's been reported, I really don't feel like we've even started to grasp the damage and destruction that these fires have done and are continuing to do now in several spots around southeast Tassie. It's just some of the photos that we are getting. It's just extraordinary. Esther, look, thank you so much. All We wish you and your family particularly all the best. And, Absolutely. Uh, thanks so much for painting that, well, dreadful picture for us. Um, we really appreciate it. No worries, guys. That's uh, tough, isn't it? Shocking. Story. Look, if you want to help, uh, I don't know if you can help. Uh, Red Cross, I understand if you donate to the Red Cross, uh, that's tax deductible. Yep. So you could do that. Yeah, well. I, I think the number uh, 1-800-811-700. So 1-800-811-700 for the Tasmanian Bushfire Relief Fund. Exactly. And remember those temperatures as the heat wave moves through the country, uh, hearing there, make sure you take the right precautions and listen and uh, act. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. Yeah, some good times better shared, like KFC's new Cricketers Pack. Good times. Oh. Have you had the Cricketers Pack? I haven't. Yeah. No. The cri- well, we'll go out and get the Cricketers Pack immediately. We uh, we put set a poll for you on triplem.com.au. It was that story that's doing the rounds at the moment. Warning. Shane Warne, did he go too far with that mid-pitch confrontation with Marlon Samuels? There was a bit of bat throwing. There was some certainly some ball throwing. Bit of uh, tackling, tackling exactly. <laughs> Some cussing and swearing. He was uh, fined four and a half grand and suspended for one game. The question: Did Warney go too far? Just a simple yes or no. The results are back. Australia has spoken, and gee, we're decisive. We're a nation of people with splinters in our bums, ladies and gentlemen. Fifty-fifty. <laughs> well, fifty-fifty. Well, it was the uh, the Melbourne Derby or Derby, if you like to say. So, half Renegades fans, half Stars fans have, have voted and exactly. spoken. Yeah, Warren himself, he's tweeting, and as you surprise, surprise, he says he admits, yes, I went a bit too far with my emotions and passion, mm-hmm. but we're standing up for my teammate and trying to get us back in the game, and obviously can't blame him for that. Fifty-fifty yep. on the Warren score. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. This 
is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. Summer afternoons on Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session. Adam Gilchrist, Pat Cash and Tony Squires. Look, I'm not afraid of uh, spiders terribly much, but you know, tell you what, it does scare me. Oh, I hate them. You snakes. No, oh, you hate snakes as well. Snakes, I hate yeah, spiders. Yeah. No, I've got a real thing about snakes, especially uh, 1.85 metre long pythons. Yep. <laughs> they specifically <laughs> give me the jip. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the story today. There was just such a creature in the north of New South Wales in the beautiful town of Lismore. Uh, you might know a bit about that. Mm. that time. The, this python wrapped around a mother's two-year-old daughter as she slept. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So her daughter, uh, this is Tess Guthrie, and her daughter, Zara, she woke with a cat hissing. <laughs> this cat was always a, a bad sound, isn't it? Mm. Mm, some trouble. <laughs> that didn't scare What's the up, python Skip? off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, trouble at the old mill. Uh, at 3.30, the cat's hissing. She wakes up and there's a python wrapped three times around her, her daughter's arm who was sleeping in the bed with her. So there you go. Don't let your children sleep in the bed with you. At first she thought it was a dream. Turns out, no, there she was. So she tried to get the snake off the, her mm. arm. And so the snake has now bitten the, the Zara three times on her left hand. Hospitalised. She's fine. All, all you know, tickety-boo. She called... One of the great company names, Texas Snake Removals. Texas. <laughs> Texas. Texas. As in, as in Tex, posture yeah, yeah, yeah. F. Hello, yeah. Texas Snake Removals. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be there in a jiffy. Well, <laughs> well you know what? That, that, you're right. That story is familiar to me because it was uh, only today where uh, I was just sort of convincing my children that the bushland out the back of mum and dad's, I made reference earlier that they're yeah. up there with my their grandparents got uh, having great time but uh, they're a little bit apprehensive of the fact that the, the bushland actually at the back of mum and dad's runs all the way to richmond hill which is where this specific event took place and mm. um the kids are a little bit apprehensive about what might be in there down there a little bit scared and yeah. and uh yeah. till the old boy slaps down the local paper with the big headline python chokes child and goes hey look at this this just happened a couple of k's away whoa big fella. <laughs> no they're looking at us you're not leaving are you <laughs> that is brilliant well they could be even more scared because the snake was released it was only according to tex from texas snake removals <laughs> it was trying to have a group hug and it was removed a couple of kilometers away so it could be yeah, right yeah. at your place well, everyone loves uh, a group hug five kilometers from the house except uh, the cat uh, there you go what, what made us think about those kind of creatures that do you know have an attack this is all and and beautiful Beautifully, everything, everybody's okay. Uh, what weird animal have you been attacked by? Look, I'm not <laughs> talking dogs. No, that's you know, that's dogs is an easy one. Easy. Isn't it? We've all been attacked. Too many by of those. <laughs> exactly. I've got, got a bit of useless information on uh, on snakes. Uh, have, have you? Sh- all right. Yes. Well, you hold that thought, Pat Cash. We'll I get will. back with your useless information. And one triple three five three. Come on, surprise us. What what animal has attacked you? Not a dog. One triple three five three. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. The KFC Summer Session on Triple M for the all-new Grill Twister Max at KFC. It's tastefully chockers, good times. What animal have you been attacked by? Not dogs. What unusual animals? Uh, a python, for example. Python, yeah. <laughs> a friendly python. It was just group a group hug. Uh, it's been released. <laughs> no, group no, hug. <laughs> no problem. Christine, g'day. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, well, what happened? Um, well, I was on the um, 90-mile beach on a bit of a family holiday, walking along, and uh, this elderly couple walked past me and my sister and said, oh, you should walk up there on the beach. There's a, um, a big field of sunbaking. Oh, nice. So we uh, thought that's pretty cool and uh, made our way down the beach, and sure enough, there's this giant seal right at the back of the sand. <laughs> and um, I was just sort of walking along the water's edge, didn't want it to go back into the water, didn't want to scare it off, wanted mm. to get a good look. Yeah. 
And um, so I walked between it and the water, which apparently is a really dumb thing to do in case they have young in the water. Yes. Um, so being a kid didn't know that. And then as I walked towards it, it got up and um, I don't young know in the water. <laughs> And I had a feel raw, but they're really scary. Oh. <laughs> what, about, what, what, what size are we talking, Christine? Oh, uh, it had to be. They had to be six or seven foot long. Oh, easy. Oh yeah, and do some damage. And and I didn't think they were very fast because they just look like this big fat blubbery thing. <laughs> a slug with teeth. <laughs> they say that about Murph Hughes. <laughs> He's quick. Well, they can move really fast on soft sand, and um, so it just absolutely comes straight at me, mouth wide open, roaring. <laughs> I scratched my back, ran like hell, and uh, I remember my sister was yelling, run, Christine, run! And I was like, I'm running! I turned around, and there its, it's mouth is open about a foot or two foot away from my bum, and I was screaming and running, and eventually it just turned around and went back to the water, but oh, it was the scariest thing. Well, that is brilliant. Run, Christine, run! There's a giant seal on your tail. Corey, what did you get attacked by? Yeah, I remember... Uh, Probably about 10 years ago, was out with my old man. Mm-hmm. We're actually at the Melbourne Zoo. Yep. Mm. Probably got chased for 150 metres by a pelican. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Corey, what was on your sandwich, mate? <laughs> Pro- probably ham and cheese back then, to be honest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I remember my old man saying to me, I'd probably wait till we get, till we get past here. Yeah. So there must have been a sign or something saying, oh, you can, you know, get chased by animals. And literally 150 metres, end up throwing the sandwich up in the air, and the pelican just snapped it out of the air. <laughs> Good move. Yeah, they're Good nasty, move. those pelicans. Luke, what about you? What happened? Uh, guys, we took the missus to Taronga Zoo for the uh, roar and snore. We stayed over the night. Yeah. And uh, the next morning, we were feeding the kangaroos, and um, one of the wallabies, uh, oh, Dowie, sorry, come over and uh, took a liking to me and started dry rooting the leg. <laughs> well, they are romantic yeah. sleepovers without, those. Yeah, exactly yeah. Without buying you dinner or a drink No, <laughs> no, they sort of grabbed me by the waist and went to town Yeah, yeah. hello Skippy well, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much Luke oh. Cashy, what's your, what's your interesting bit of trivia? Well, you know, you guys, you guys know I'm full of useless information But this is actually useful information mm-hmm. um, yeah. A friend of mine had, a, in America, of course, there's a bit of an uh, epidemic with people buying these constrictors, like uh, oh, you know, right, yeah, these big constrictors, and they're all over the place. They're all over Florida. They're gone everywhere. Anyway, one of my friends had this, had this one, and it was it, she. It, she used to sleep in her bed, all curled up in her bed. Anyway, for a few days, that thing had been sort of lying out long and and shaking, shaking like this. And she thought, "Oh my God, the poor thing's sick." And she was doing this regularly throughout the night for a few few days, lying full stretching length. out, right. yeah, Rather full length, up. right next to her, like 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 somebody lying next to her. Mm. Anyway, she went up to the the vet and said, "Listen, this is what's happening with my my snake." And the vet goes. Get it out of the house now. It's lining you up to eat you to see if it'll fit in your stomach. It's, what, it's me- going to eat you. you it's pre- pre- measuring you up to see if it can fit in your stomach. Because you know they can, can expand. Yeah. So she got rid of it. Yes, you mm, so what a useful what a information for a change head from out me. And buy one yeah. of them for the kids. Yeah. Too, yeah. Exactly. Not, That's a pet that, that wants to get really close to the family. <laughs> yeah. This is the, the KFC ex-wife. Summer Session <laughs> on Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. Yes, hands for the new grilled Twister Max KFC. Taking the Twister to new limits. Good times. Uh, Pat Cash, we talked to you the other day, a couple of days ago now, about the tennis. And you mentioned that Andy Murray, you thought, may have one of those years where he could pick up 
two, maybe three major uh, wins, which would be phenomenal. Yeah. Having said that, he started pretty well, didn't he? Yeah. Another win in, the, in Brisbane? Yeah, he backed up his title from last year by winning this year, playing uh, a pl- beating a player called uh, Dimitrov, who from yep. Bulgaria, who's one of very, very talented players who hasn't quite broken through, but he's been he's probably been the, the number one guy that people have been keeping an eye on for many, many years, and uh, it's good to see him playing well. He's incredibly talented. And, of course, we saw um, Spain grab the Hopman Cup um, yep. and uh, Djokovic, have, of course, uh, going through and, and winning his singles match. Um, but uh, Spain ended up grabbing the, the other the other two ti- other two two matches. And, of course, the man who beat Djokovic, Tomic, uh, Bernard Tomic, we're all, all eyes upon him. He's changed, all this sort of stuff, yep. blah, blah, blah. And he's got a, he's got a ma- big match tomorrow, really, for the, um, the battle for the number one Australian against... Uh, uh, Matosovic, who who is who is the current number one Australian, and um, Bernard and he are playing first round. I think the the winner will probably go to number one Australian ranking. Hey, so catch in Sydney, that's just, in Sydney. Just on uh, Andy Murray, um, mm-hmm. is he fitter than ever? Bigger, stronger? I don't know. Does he? He's just wearing yeah. tighter shirts or something? Uh, what he just looks really, really strong and he uh, he's, defined. He's a, he's a big guy. He's about you know he's six foot three. He's cut. He's very, very fit and. Uh, uh, you know that's the way that sort of the, the the players have, have have gone. They've gone bigger, and but he's yeah. he's got muscles. I mean, it, yep. but uh, but he can run all day. He's he's a big hitting guy, and I think yep. he's gonna he's gonna win another Grand Slam this year. Yep. Um, you, you know, be you tough got tough him. Got to be tough on him because his mother is terrifying. Yes. It's actually very lovely. Yeah. yeah. You, you mentioned Matosovic. It's so it's so odd that. He is the number one. You rarely hear anything about him, do you? No, Marinko Matosov. He, he's, well, he's he's not young. He's uh, he's in around uh, around thirty, and he's he's worked his way on his own through the rankings over the years. And it's the last few years he's picked him, he picked his game up, and he's got into the into the tournaments. He's yet to win a match in a Grand Slam, but he's done very well in the other tournaments and worked his ranking up. And uh, he's a good all round player. And yeah, it's it's an interesting situation where we're at, where you know number. 50 or so, 45 or something in the world is is the number one ranking for Australian tennis. But yeah. uh, All building know. all building toward the Aussie Open. Uh, almost time for us to hit the road. When we come back, we will wrap it all up on the KFC Summer Session. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. It's KFC Summer Session for the all-new Grill Twister Max at KFC. It's tastefully chockers, good times. Sadly, that's where we leave you for today. Mm. And I understand, uh, Cashier, you won't be joining us tomorrow. What are you up to? No, I'm all over the place tomorrow. Yeah. I'm a, met down in Melbourne at Kuyong, mm-hmm. where there's, there's an open uh, charity charity fundraising day. Yeah, good one. Nice. And there's a bit of pro-celebrity stuff. I think uh, Warney's going to come along and uh, so oh, he's got time see if I can hands. throw the racket at him, see if, I can, <laughs> see if he can dodge the racket throwing. Watch the hip and shoulder. And then, uh, <laughs> then I'll be zipping to Adelaide to play an exhibition doubles match at the World Champ- at, at Memorial Drive. Who are you so. playing with? I'm playing with Martina Navratilova. Well, if you had to pick a mixed doubles part, that's <laughs> the one you'd go to. Yeah. Not bad. So it'll be a busy day for me, so I won't be able to join you guys. All right. Well, oh. look, we, in your absence, we'll probably drag Mark Bosnich back into the studio. Oh, so be afraid. Good luck with that. Come back very afraid. It's been great fun today. Enjoy yourselves, and we'll catch up tomorrow. Keep cool. The KFC Summer Session for the new Grilled Twister Max. KFC is taking the Twister to new limits. Good times.